0: Got a little mood thing going on. This is it. This is live. This is a podcast. This is the Blacker than Black, 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 Black podcast with your host, Tim Black. And we are tearing it up tonight. Cut the check. Cut the check. Man, I better act like I know what time of night it is. This is gracious. Neighbors be over there, join like. Oh, I know this. I know this brother is. <laughs> I know this brother. I got a neighbor down the street, right? African brother, man. He got like roosters and shit. <laughs> it's like, he got like roosters and shit. Where like, well, can you hear it? You know, at the break it down, you hear doo doo doo. Used to hear that all the time, and then I ain't hear it no more. I was like, Mrs. Black, what's up, baby? What's up with the the rooster, like? I think that rooster was dinner. How you gonna eat your pet, man? You know what I'm saying? Shit, I can't, I can't, you know, you don't eat, you know, I can't see, eat my dog. Okay, um, different culture, Tim. Hey, it ain't my fault he was making noise. He was always gonna be dinner. He just wasn't trying to accept it. Come on, man, you know how we love chickens. Okay, let's go, um, you guys ready? Alright. Ain't no more people coming, Tim. Stop wasting time. Okay, so let's go quick. Do we'll a save. I got I got like four things. Uh Welcome to Rogan Watch. Can we try that again? Okay. Welcome to Rogan Watch. I don't wanna be the Rogan Watch squad or nothing like that, but the guy stays in the news, man. You gotta admit, he is the biggest podcaster on the planet. Look, look, if you don't care about it, you don't care about it, I understand you, are not in my industry. You don't make content. It's kind of a big deal, okay? Um, <coughs> he's such a big deal that everybody wants to shut him down. He's such a big deal, he has such an influence, people think he is single-handedly responsible for people not getting the jab. To the point that some people don't wanna get paychecks. It's, I'm looking at some information that makes it seem like some of those people that were upset may have been upset because of money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you gonna get this dude all this money. Where my check at? So, India, I read and a couple others. I, I did a video with Jordan Sheridan. Shout out to Jordan Sheridan and Status Crew. Brother doing this thing over there. Um, So, I'm not even going to get into the motives or whatever. I'm just going to tell you this. The update on the Saddiskool... Uh, The update on Joe Rogan is this. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Too much stuff in my brain. Rumble. Rumble just offered Joe Rogan $100 million to put his content exclusively on their platform, Johnson. And I can still hear people now, this is not important. We need to focus on reparations. Dude. Ladies. My brother, I'm in the news business. I know it may not seem like it. I may seem like just an activist to you, but I actually cover news. And a guy, a podcaster that started in his garage, getting off at 100. Now he's off at 100. He's got a 100 mil deal. Now he's looking at another 100 mil deal. I know it may not seem. I know, I know we want to cover. I know um, who broke up with who. Jada and Will are going to be together. It's like a breaking news. But this ain't breaking news. I can't cover this. So anyway, uh, rebels often Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars. Ro Jogan. And Jesus Christ, man. What's so great about his content that's worth a hundred million dollars? Eyeballs Johnson. Attention. Which is the reason why people cover it. Because it's attention. And he's requiring attention. Same thing happened with Trump. And that's the reason why. Maybe that's why. People are so on the Joe Rogan thing and controversy. It's cause it's so Trump right now. And they gotta have a Trump. Joe Rogan, you're Trump now. <laughs> and you know, you know Trump wanted to come on the show, right? He turned Trump down. He also turned down Pete Buttigieg. Huh? Huh? He turned down Pete. He put on Bernie. I know some people are like, I don't care, man. Burning didn't support reparations. Neither did Pete. <laughs> All right. Social media platform Rumble's offered Joe Rogan 100 million to bring his popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, exclusively to their platform. Uh, and this is, you know, of course, right behind on the heels of the Spotify controversy where a number of artists that no one listens to. Now, people listen to the people. I just don't listen to them. People listen. But there are people pulling their, their their content off the platform, so it's it's controversial. And and the number of black people that are coming out to support of Joe Rogan, I've heard no black people be like, yo. Um, hold on, let me let me be careful with this. All of the ones that I've heard, whether it's Alonzo Bowden, Donnell Rollins, all of them are like, yo. Joe Rogan's my friend. I don't think he's racist. Um, and uh, I think he fucked up. And I think he shouldn't have used the N-word. Shouldn't have used that word. They're all very clear about that. They are, None of them say, oh, he gets to... Like, I remember back in 2015, I covered a, a, a story about a football player named uh, Richie, I think it was. He was a big white dude who was real cool with everybody in the locker room, and they allowed him to use the N-word. And there were players on the team that were like, Mind your business, dog. this our guy. I was like, what? What? This wasn't that long ago. There were black guys in the locker room that said, he gets the pass, he, he's the honorary in. He our in, so shut up. Okay, so, but nobody, Alonzo Bowden, Donnell Rollins are catching all his heat for supporting Joe Rogan. None of them are saying it's okay what Joe Rogan said. They're just saying, He effed up, but that's my guy. He's been cool. I don't have a problem with. Now, this is what I have a problem with, though. I have a problem with people like Andrew Yang coming out and saying shit that ain't none of his business. This is why I was saying black people need to respond to Joe Rogan's controversy. Hey, look, man, it's only fair. I know you say you don't care, but if there was a person who made a comment about women, well, then women should be the first ones to have the floor to respond to how they felt about it. And what I've been seeing too much of is white dudes responding to how they feel about Joe Rogan using the N-word. Nah, dog. nah. Nah. That was my point. And when I said I wanted black people to respond about how they felt about Joe Rogan using the N-word and all this controversy, I didn't mean you. I meant people who make content. I didn't mean average, random people who just be on Twitter. I'm talking about content creators, your opinion, you're a political analyst, you're black, you're independent. I don't care about what people say on CNN. I'm sorry. You don't get to say whatever you want. Come on, we know. We know you got a contract. People who have jobs, you don't get to say what you want. I'm talking about independent media, people in the independent lane. So that would be me, that would be Marcus Ferrell, that would be Ben Dixon, that would be Burn It Down Kim Brown, that would be, shit. Tariq Nasheed, that would be the Black Authority, that would be Yvette Carnell, that would be Arami Olsen Fripong, that would be black people with their own shit, okay? Okay. Field, let me name a couple more people. Let me throw a couple more names out there. Philly Advice, Advice Show over there at the African Despora. Um, Synergy Joint. Um, TJ Media. Like those independent black folks who can say what they want, say what they chess. And I don't got to agree with it. I'm just saying, your opinion matters. And if your opinion is, if and if you are a content creator, if you're an independent content creator, when you if you say, hey, I don't care. We don't watch Rogan like that. Cool. That's fine. That's a that's a legitimate statement. Okay, because that's how you feel. That's an authentic black statement, and that's what I want: authenticity. It ain't about agreeing with me. I said he was wrong. I said I don't think he should be censored and kicked off his platform for it, though. But that's up to him and Spotify. But I did not give him a pass. I just thought. Let's get Joe Biden first, because Joe Biden said the N-word up on the Senate floor, and people still voted for his ass. And people were like, hey, it's okay. And you can't be like Joe Rogan's horrible racist, and then you've been saying it on your show for the last 10 years. And I'm talking about white people. It's debatable. Black people should do it. I think I'm going to stop doing it. I only do it when I'm like imitating Paul Mooney, and from what I understand, Paul Mooney stopped saying it. Rest in peace, bruh. Right, so that's why I said on all that. Anyway, back to this thing. Look, hey, Spotify, Rumble, Word, wherever it is, for people to say this is non-consequential, for him to have the number one podcast in America, maybe in the world, and for you to be like, it's not news, it don't matter. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know, bro. I just, I can't win with you. You know, it's like, damn, you know. I got four other stories I'm gonna cover tonight. This is only one of them. If you don't like this one, you be all right. <laughs> I'm gonna ask some more you don't like probably. All right, so here we go, Johnson. Um, should he go over, should he go to uh, Rumble? Would you go to Rumble for $100 million? Now remember, he'll be with his friends. Tulsi Gabbard, Gavin McInnes, I don't. I don't know if Gavin. I don't know if Gavin's over there. <laughs> I don't know if Gavin's over there. Um, as his friend. Yo, Ari Spears, what's up, man? Ari Spears is always the most hate. One of the most hate mofo's in the world, ain't he? Ari Spears, where is uh, uh Big Dude? Where is my man? Um, damn. Where's my man Faison Love? Where's Faison Love? But, Ay- Ay, Eric Spears, man, you a knockoff Faison Love, bro. Trying to give your opinion and be all contrary and be all hardcore. I wonder if, I wonder if Dave Chappelle is going to still rock with Joe Rogan now that this has happened. I'm not saying that it's a problem. I'm not saying, 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 I'm say, saying, say, say, say. hey, dude, you just mad, Don Johnson? What's up? Um... Pierre! <laughs> I like Pierre, man, but I swear, man, damn, man, he's, like, like everybody's got a platform and I respect that, you know, everybody's saying their thing, you know. Everybody, you know, everybody can do this. <clears throat> I do it, so what i am to saying, you know what I'm saying? It just seem a little, I don't know. <laughs> like people just be saying shit to just say it, like, all right, look, whatever, whatever, uh, Joe Rogan, go be with your people. There's nothing to report, to report. We'd like to offer you $100 million, 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship, for $100 bucks over four years. Should he do it? <laughs> Damn! Hey, look, man, I live places I don't like right now. You know who cares who my neighbors are, Johnson? You give me a hundred million dollars, I go on storefront. Be the black guy on storefront, like I don't got nothing to do with these KKK mofos. This is the Tim Black show. Nah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. It's a joke. I'm joking. Um, damn, <laughs> that was cool. Hundred million dollars, Johnson. I oh, don't know. Shoot, you. Some of y'all live on a KKK street right now. Some of us are living in. I tell you, man, it's nice. It's nice. Like he won't be disavowed no matter what he does. Like he's controversial. Someone told me a long time ago, they said, Tim Black, the reason why you are not as big as you want to be, not as big as you could be, is because you're too nice. Yeah, half the people got to hate you. The other half got to like you. Too many people like you, Tim Black. Now, he said this a couple years ago. Things have changed. Now it's the algorithm. Yeah, I'm disliked by a lot of people now. I don't like when you call people out. Speaking of people getting called out, Johnson. um, Oh, did I have a, I guess we don't need a graphic. You know, but we'll go to this one. Let's go to the next story. Okay, so voting is expensive. And it could also be dangerous. This is a story of a black BLM activist out of Memphis who just was hit with six years and a day. Jail sentence for registering to vote. I don't even think she, that she voted. She just registered to vote. They were like, you don't get to do that. And I'm like, what the hell, her name is Pamela Moses. Pamela Moses. Okay, where are we at? See here? Here we go, Pamela Moses. Here's a young lady. Okay, so Pamela Moses says she's taking all the steps to restore her voting rights in TNC. Memphis BLM founder a Pamela Moses sentence six years for illegally voting. Oh, she did actually vote? Ah, I thought she didn't vote. I thought she tried to vote. She registered to vote and she can't register to vote. Here's what I have, Johnson. This is crazy. Moses is a Black Lives Matter activist. She's a former Democratic mayoral candidate in Memphis. She had an extensive record of felony convictions, a conviction including a conviction for tampering with evidence that caused her to permanently lose her voting rights in the state. According to her, she did not know that. To restore rights that she didn't know she had lost when she pleaded, pleaded guilty, the Corrections Department and County Election Commission both signed off on Moses' voter registration. They did this in their application in 2019, certifying that her probation had ended, granting her full voting privileges once again. So what Pamela Moses is saying is, hey, I thought once I was on probation I could vote again. I didn't know when I played guilty to this, to this charge, and according to her lawyers, a lot of people plead guilty to this shit just to get it out the way, because they don't have money to fight it in court. Well, in Georgia, if you plead guilty to tampering with evidence, which could be deleting a message or people think tampering with evidence like she broke into a squad car and did some shit. Nah, she could have just threw some weed under the car. She could have just tried to flush a bag of weed. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But let's not act like it's like, you know, some clandestine operation. Like, you know, on CIA level. Like this is, we're not talking about snowfall. It could be something that small because technically that's evidence and technically you tried to destroy it so that's tampering with evidence. Okay, so what she's also alleging is that or what what her defense is hey, I'm not the one who said I could vote. You were. I may have said I thought that was good but you granted me the right to vote and now you're going to lock me up for you allowing me to vote? It's not like I voted and like like took over the boat, the voting booth, the voting booth or the poll, the polling place. Yeah, I didn't run in with a gun and take over the polling place. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't cause an insurrection at the polling location. I just went up like everybody else and voted Johnson. And for that, you're going to give a sister six years, six years. What I think is evident in this case is that somebody don't like Pamela Moses. That's what that is. That's what don't like you looks like. And here's the reason why I say that, Johnson. Um, Here goes, uh, there's some people. Here we go. Former Donald Trump and his allies have continued to make baseless claims of widespread voter fraud. Several notable instances of voter fraud among white male Republican voters from the 2020 report presidential election have emerged. Las Vegas GOP voter Donald Kirk Hartle was charged and convicted last year for foregoing his late, late wife's name, forging, I'm sorry, for forging his wife's name on her ballot after he alleged that someone else had stolen her ballot. Hartle was sentenced to probation. Yes, yeah, Hartle did it, the, the white guy The white guy in Vegas who voted forging his wife's name on an absentee ballot, he got probation. That's different than six years. Another another instance. Uh, Similar instances happened in Ohio and Pennsylvania where GOP officials and voters admitted to casting ballots for their dead parents. Cases in which the men received probation And no more than three three days in jail. So, I'm noticing a pattern. And look, I got a feeling you're going to find there are other people. There may be some other black people who got different different charges as well. I don't want to say this is just because she's black. I'm going to say it's because she's black and they don't like her ass at all. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say, Johnson. I think there's some bad blood with her and the folks over there in Memphis. She ran for mayor, she was beefing with the system, she a BLM activist, they saw her coming. They're like, we're gonna make an example out of this woman. So that's what I believe is happening with this case. Um, according to a lawyer, Pamela Moses was floored when she found out about the six year sentence, but she remains hopeful that the sentencing could be over overturned on appeal he's hoping her, <clears throat> he's hoping her case can be turned to court by June until then she remains optimistic that her fight isn't done I believe I, I agree with her I think this is excessive obviously obsessive and it's it's uh, it's prejudicial it's just because they don't like her now, I have no proof but I got a feeling and that's why you watch this show I'll tell you how I really, really feel I don't just, you know, words to teleprompter and what the what the directors say I have to say. So anyway. I mean, if you like the show, you like that. So next story, Johnson. Keep your head up, Pamela. You did that to vote for Biden? I don't think anybody would risk jail time to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> That's crazy. Go to toilet and get that weed. If that's the case. Uh, Stacey Abrams. Okay, so I put out a tweet because I'm trying to figure out what happened. This picture happened. Stacey Abrams comes under fire. For that word I'm asking, a now deleted photo, with masked school childrens. Okay, masked, masked, school children. Okay, here we go. Oops, my bad, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Okay, so they put the picture up, they took the picture down. It's a picture of Stacey Abrams at a school. She went to the school to give a talk about Black History Month. She had a mask when she walked in. She gave a speech. She took her mask off. She didn't put it back on. She took a picture. Uh-uh. Can't do that. Gotta wear your mask. So I was like, why are everybody tripping, Johnson? If she just gave her speech, who wears their mask by giving a speech? You can't give a speech through a mask. Keep social distancing. Give your speech without your mask. But then you gotta put your mask back on, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, you gotta put your mask back on. You went to school. I know this because every morning my son goes to the cabin and gets a new mask. He has to. Or he can't go to school. Hell, he can't get on the bus. You gotta have a mask, Johnson. That's the rules. And as much as as much as people on your side with the D on their shirt have been arguing about this, you would think you would have got this right. So I hate when I got to agree with people like The View. Because The View had something to say like, Sacey Abrams, I can't believe you let us down like this. I can't believe you, you know, gave the win to the Republicans by doing something so obviously wrong. And this is an unforced error and blah, 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 blah. And they're right, you know. It's just, you know, it ain't got nothing to do with showing up Republicans. It's just, you know, be consistent. Now we all know if it would've been a Republican going to a school without a mask, we'd hear about it. I saw a video clip of the governor of Virginia's governor at a Walmart or some store without a mask and a citizen being like, where your mask at, governor? What's up? And governor was like, you know, we're just enjoying ourselves today, thank you. He said, no, no, where your mask at? And like security was trying to grab her up and she was like, nah, he needs to wear a mask. And she was right. You a you at a uh, supermarket, you gotta wear a mask to enter the supermarket. You ain't that special. Hey, look, I'm not saying the Stacey of thought she was special. I'm saying she screwed up. Now here's where things got bad. Anybody can make a mistake. I Understand when you're a politician, it's best not to admit mistakes. You get loud and bold like, I, made a mis- I didn't make no mistake. It is what it is. I'm not apologizing. Forget y'all. You know, I'm saying that's what they do now. The Trump school of politics. Well, you can't just say, hey, I didn't mean to, you know, I, wore, you know, I didn't want my mask, you know. Which is probably why I could never succeed in this, because I would just be like, yo, I messed up, yo. I'm like, see, you already admitted that you don't have the right thought process. Like, so that's how it works. I know it seems like doing the right thing is the right thing, but in some instances, when you do the right thing, they just use it against you forever. So that's why people don't do the right thing. Uh, and what, was, what what Stacey Abrams did was even worse. Is that she started saying the Republicans were coming after her using the fact that she went to speak about Black History Month as like fodder. Hey, uh, I don't think they. W- I think they would have went after Stacey Abrams. Regards to what she came in to talk about. She could have came in to talk about Best Wives of Atlanta. And they still would have been like, yo, where your mask at? You could have went there to read the kids some bedtime stories or some daytime stories. And they still would have been like, where your mask at? Now the only reason why they would have been that way is because you're a Democrat. And they don't like you. And you run it against a Republican. But I don't think it has to do with Black History Month itself. Though I know they want to cancel Black History Month. They do. So two things could be true. You should have worn a mask. They don't want you talking about Black History Month. And you're wrong. (laughs) On both counts. It is what it is. Next story. Can't make it more important than it is. Now when those kids get sick, well, she didn't test positive, so if she tests positive and kids get sick, uh, you don't know want that on you, right? That's that's the thing, right? Okay. Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, former, former mayor of Atlanta. She's got some news, Johnson. You might like this. Oh, wrong one. This one, here we go. Former Atlanta mayor Keisha Lance Bottom joined CNN as political commentator. Woo! Okay, 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 okay. Ah, uh, uh, former Atlanta mayor is joining CNN. She served one term as the 60th mayor of the city. She shared the news on Twitter with a quote from Langston Hughes, and call recalled her a dream of being a journalist in college. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm all for that, y'all. As an AFMAU, 1887 student, I applied for the Covenant VG program at CNN and didn't get in. The 52-year-old began in her tweet, to now join the team nearly 30 years later as a reminder that a dream deferred is never a dream denied. Oh man, give it up for that. How you gonna hate on that? Um. And here goes an important fun fact. <clears throat> It is with deep emotions so she left her position as mayor. I don't know why. anyone ever she ever say why she left? she also declined an invitation to join President Joe Biden's cabinet Do you like her now? What's up with the politics show? I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's up. One minute she would be hard on the cops, the next minute she was like, "The cops are our friend." I don't know what's up. One minute I thought she was current water for the Democrats, the next minute she's like, "Nah, Joe Biden, I'm good." I'm safe, I'm good. I don't I don't want to I don't want to be HUD secretary. Hold <laughs> on. That's what he that's what he makes black people right? Like HUD. Um, And then one minute And then she's a, she's the mayor And then she says After one term I'm good I don't know What she wants to do Somebody ask Killer Mike what's his, What his friend wants to do Because Killer Mike I know Or ask T.I. Because out here It's a small circle They know what's going on In Atlanta All that property they own Be like Keisha you need to step down. You need to step down. sis. Step down. Big sis. Yeah. I'm. T- I'm angry. I don't want to be here. That's how she was killing. She was like, I'm angry. I don't want to be here. Execute. Strategize. Revolutionize. Plagiarize. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> don't say that, Tim. I'm joking, man. Y'all need to have a sense of humor. Big shout out to the uh, to to this to Atlanta. And, uh, and look and look, I would like to know more about the politics. I just don't know. But I can tell you this: I support someone going after their dreams. And if this is her dream, I'm glad she got an opportunity to do it. CNN, no, uh, no. But see, here's the thing, guys. Sometimes people need jobs. Yeah, what? I don't understand people. Maybe she wants benefits. Yeah, like there are people out here who forget we black folks. I'm not trying to, I'm not pocket watching. I'm not pocket watching Miss Bottoms. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that at all. But I'm just just saying, when a person takes a job, why is it that we never think maybe they need the job? A lot of people watching this show need jobs. Hell, I damn near need a job. What are you talking about? There are people who need jobs. Everybody don't want to struggle like me. Try to deal with the algorithm and get a couple of views. Searching for sponsorships. Try to come up with a way to make life stable. You know, it's the it's not an easy life. It was much easier picking up a paycheck, having your insurance and all that shit taken care of in America. That's a big incentive to have a job. So my thing is, what's up with people? That understanding why people might have jobs. Yeah, are you a sellout? Where you work at? Yeah, people give call people sellouts just for having jobs. Where do you work at, ma'am? Where do you work at, sir, sir? Unless you're saving the whales, you probably contributed a little bit yourself to this white supremacy or contributed to the state sanction, either pollution or carbon footprint or some other shit. Like what are you doing? What I don't like is a hypocrisy. There are people right now on Twitter dumping on black women for having jobs at CNN or MSNBC or whatever. Now, I understand we don't like what some people do, but to not understand why a person might need a job? Come on now. You need a job. You got a job. Everybody's job is not exposing corruption. Let's keep that 100. I'm not saying I'm a saint. But not that all, that all of y'all are doing that. Some of y'all got regular-ass regular, day, regular ass jobs working for Amazon or some shit and then go, come on, then get on social media and clown other people for having jobs that you don't like. Meanwhile, you got a job you don't like. We all trapped in this shit system. Until we can get out the fucking system, I, I leave a little room. Here it is. Until we can end this system, I leave a little room that people... Don't have total autonomy about what they do. That's just me. I leave a little room because you never really know. Okay? You don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying give them a the pass totally, but that should not be the basis of your criticism that they have a job. Because all America requires it. Okay? We gotta have jobs. Maybe not make it a career. How about that? How about that? Can we there we go? Here we go. You don't have to make a career, Johnson. Alright? So let's see what she does. Is she gonna be the lone voice of understanding and, and realness and, and cutting through all the bullshit and not just tone the line? Let's find out. Speaking of people needing jobs, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I say this for last because it's gonna get a little murky. And look, I'm only doing this because I gotta I gotta expose the bullshit, okay? Patrick David Bet, Patrick Bet David. That's it. Patrick Bet David is a entrepreneur. He's a serial entrepreneur. I think he's in the real estate and self hope or self help, and he runs Valuetainment on YouTube. He's got a lot of followers and a lot of people watching shit. I know he has some great interviews, like Mike Tyson like uh, Kobe Bryant, rest rest in power. Uh, So, he's very successful in what he does. Here's where I got a problem. I don't have a problem that he has a business. I don't have a problem that he's successful. I have a problem that he's full of shit. And when I see people that are full of shit, whether it be Bill Maher, or, name someone else full of shit, Jim, real quick. Uh, Aries Spears, (laughs) <laughs> um, I call them out on it. I called them out on their full of shitness. This is what we do. Look guys. Patrick Patrick Bet David put this tweet out. I responded, this we had a back and forth on Twitter, and then he caped out. Or he or he, he crapped out like a coward. But here's what happened. Here goes the comments and uh no particular order. He started it, so he was in a beef with somebody about something. I don't know exactly what it was, but he said something like this. He said, uh, "He was responding to somebody here." Oh, here we go. This guy says capitalism sucks. Now I don't know if this was a response or, I, I think this guy. So he responds to this guy. There was there was some back and forth apparently between Patrick. Bet David, and this guy, Mel Machiavelli. I don't know him, here we go. So Patrick Mc, Pat, Patrick's response is, it does for those who don't work, for those who don't read books and learn ways to improve, for those who feel the world owes them something, for those with an entitled attitude, for those who complain for a living, for those who have a victim mentality. So I saw this, and I said, this guy's full of shit. Now, I'm trying to see what I said. Hold, hold on, hold on, damn it. I said, I can't say this guy's bullshit. Black people are 13% of the population and 50% of the homeless population. And this snake oil salesman reduces the causes down to some quick fire bullet points on this Anthony Robbins try harder chart. Insulting AF. Okay. So, yeah. I came at him hard, I said my thing. Then I said this. Well, this is, I said something else. I don't know if I could get to that. But anyway, I gave another response before I got to this one. Okay, I said, that's why he succeeded, like I said. He leaves out all the people he's fucked over to get that paper. Don't let me do some research. Oh, here's my second comment to him. I said, these guys always make it seem like if they did something, everyone else can do it. They also leave out all the people they fucked over in the process. Okay. So, he responded to me, and I didn't think he did. I went on about life, doing what I do. And he said... Damn it! What did he say, Johnson? Well, anyway, he made some comments back and forth with me. Okay, he's like, you know, hey, victim mentality. You don't, you don't work hard, or, or this is what's wrong with your people and my people. He was saying his, you know, Middle Easterners that he knows have a victim mentality, just like black people have a victim mentality. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Here we go. He said, so you think your mindset is up your community? Your last comment, they always leave out all the people they fucked over in the process. I interpret that as the only way to make it is to, is to, to, to the top is to screw people over. Yeah, then he went on to say, As a Middle Eastern ma- Middle Easter who grew up with a father who worked as a cashier at a 99 cent store in Inglewood, California, I could have easily brought it to the same mindset you're selling. So now I'm selling a mindset. Only person selling something was him. I'm not in there self-help business. <clears throat> anyway, he said there are a lot of similarities with my culture and yours, and constantly playing the victim role. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Now we got a problem. See, Patrick, I would love to come on your show. and fuck that, you can come on my show because i want to embarrass you so badly, then I'll get more views on my own platform. i probably do better if you come in on my show. And You've already turned me down. You said I was mean to you. I insulted you, so have a good day. Listen to me. Uh, you're in America and you have all this access to shit because that's victim mentality, black folks, made it so your ass could have access to all this shit. Okay? Nothing I hate more than people that come to America. Um, from Iran, benefit from the struggle of black people, and then have some shit to say out their mouth slick about black people not working as hard as them. Yeah, we all got victim mentalities, huh? Let's cover a couple things. One of those things I like to cover is America's not been very friendly to the blacks. Yeah, you know, it bears mentioning, I know it gets old for you. You think it gets old for you, us bringing it up? Try living this shit. But for instance, there's been all types of massacres that ha- that occurred, that happened to black people in America. Now we're not talking about what happened to your country because you can still be in your country. You're in America and we're talking about black Americans and you're the one talking about what black people need to do and what black people's mentalities are. I wonder how many black people you hire. Yeah, I think it's a telltale sign, right? Because you must not hire many Iranians or Middle Easterns, And it sounds like you don't hire that many blacks because you didn't say white people have a victim mentality. I don't know where you were on January 6th. What the fuck you thought that was? Back to my broader point. America's been very dis- inhospitable to black people to say the least. They bombed our churches. Not just in the 1800s. They shot up our churches. Nine parishioners killed in 19, what was it, 2015? Charleston, South Carolina? We've had race riots, which are basically us being slaughtered by the whites. Forced migration, the great migration. Black people fleeing for their lives. In fact, there's been almost 4,500 lynchings in America. 4,500. Who do you think that was mostly of? Like 90%. Black people. And that number is grossly underreported. Not that you give a shit, Patrick, David. I bet you don't give a shit. Yeah, because you got to sell books, or you got to sell this program, or you got to sell a dream. Black people have been through hell in America. And we got the scars to prove it. And the main people that benefit from it are you guys. People like you, Pat. People like you, Pat. And let's face it, Pat. Most people look at you, I guess they could tell you something, but you're closer to white. And we all know how Middle Easterns treat black people. Dark-skinned black people, darker-skinned people, you treat us like shit. Just like a lot of white people in America. Just like the culture of America treated us like shit. For you to act like you don't understand that, for you to bring it up, for you to bring that up, for you to talk shit about black people having a mentality problem, Anyway, back to the lynching, Johnson. I just learned this weekend. I didn't even know this. You know that Emmett Till story we hear all about. We hear all about. Everyone hears about the poor kid, fourteen-year-old Emmett Till killed by what? Well, killed because he allegedly whistled at a white woman back in 1955. Not 1855. 1955. Well, I just found out this weekend that when they retrieved his body from the Tallahatchie River because they had a tip, he was there. As they were dragging the river for his body, they found seven other black boy v- bodies in that river. Yeah, see, lynchings, for various reasons, like death, were vastly underreported. In fact, I think that lynchings in America were underreported similar to the way domestic violence is underreported. Yeah, because the white people that were terrorizing black people and still to this day terrorize black people, with domestic terrorists. And domestic terrorists have a thing going for them. It's called terror. That's why they do it. So there wasn't a lot of reporting to law enforcement that you've been terrorized by white people if the white people are the police. Yeah, In some instances, they're one and the same. But that doesn't matter to Patrick David. And hell, I'm not even going to hinge all of my argument on lynchings or slavery or Jim Crow or the, or mass incarceration. Even though I will make one more point about lynchings and state violence and, and domestic terrorism. That is this, and this is me, me being charitable. One out of ten women say they've been they've experienced domestic violence. We know that number is grossly underreported. I'm going out on a limb here, limb here and I'm going to say at least during up to the 1960s, one out of ten black people in the South could report domestic terrorism. Assault by white people. If not physical, damn sure was intimidated. I know you don't care, Pat, because your dad worked at a 99-cent store. Did he end up owning the store? Is it accusing us of stealing every time we went in it? Scratch that last question. Of course he did. Look, I don't know your story, man. And that's part of the problem. I ain't talking about your story. I'm talking about the story of a people. See, that's what I get. That's the problem I have with people like you. And this is real talk. And it ain't Middle Easterns. This could be anybody. There's black people like this, white people like this, people all over the spectrum. You think because you did something, everybody else could do it. Yeah, just because I did it, Everyone can do what I did. I used to think dumb shit like that too. Because I was successful at something that everyone else had just the same amount of opportunity and access as I did. Which is bullshit. Everybody has a different point of view. Everybody has a different story. But black people in particular come from a disadvantaged situation. The majority of black people being in a a condition of lack of wealth. This was institutional it's not an accident that black people could not own property Patrick Ben David it was written into the deeds of the homes that were built if you sell to black person we will take this house back so it's institutional racism in America everyone knows this but that would be inconvenient to your narrative to get dummies to buy into this anybody can do it you know, when I compare your pie-in-the-sky romance novels to, like, getting in shape, getting a six-pack. Yeah, everybody can get a six-pack. You know, everybody. I mean, if they got the genes for it, if they don't have a pre-existing condition like being fat or obese or fucked-up metabolism or any other type of condition that may limit their ability to get a six pack. But that's exactly what you're selling. You're selling a fitness routine for the brain. As if, all you gotta do is take positive, positive thoughts and everything else will fall in line. Don't get me wrong, man, I got no problem with people being the best they can be. I want everyone to be the best they can be. But for some people, they've been artificially kept back. That's just them. The entire community, not just the community, The entire group of people have been systematically kept back, terrorized in their own country for centuries. That is not a victim mentality. That is a reality. Do people overcome it? Yes, of course. Some people overcome that. To what extent, though? To what extent do they overcome it? What did Chris Rock say? I do all this shit to become a success. I do shows. I do HBO. I do stand up. I do movies. And you know who I live next to? A white dentist. He's not the best white dentist in the world. He ain't the Madison Square God in the dentistry. He's just a dentist. He's just a dentist who has a probably has a father who was a dentist and whose father's father was a dentist. Get where I'm coming from, Pat? Success breeds success. Starting points matter in America. And America made sure they were were intentional to make sure we would have no good starting points. That the majority of black people's starting points sucked. Should black people not try? Of course they should try. No one's saying black people shouldn't try. But what you shouldn't try to do is sell a try-hard narrative that makes black people have harder lives. And this is what I mean, Pat. I think mental health is important. Mental health is important, man. I want black people to know, and I want all people to know, that the system is fucked up. If you push yourself so hard thinking that everybody could be like Anthony Robbins, or Gary Vee, or even you, without looking at the context of what's going on, you may end up being very unhappy with your life, and take it out of your kids and your wife and yourself. That's not just black people. That's white people, too. That's all people. LeBron is a great basketball player, but not everybody's going to be LeBron. It doesn't mean everybody didn't take a lot of shots. I mean, that was until I was like in my late 30s that I really know how gifted some people are physically. Yeah. Brother thought he was, you know, the man. But when I was in my mid 30s, I was at a football tryout there. I saw a guy jump from a standing position over my head. I said, damn. Now, he didn't do some move, you know, that required training. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I used to watch Mike Tyson, of course, Mike Tyson is a talented boxer. I thought he learned to box. But there are some people who have innate skills to do shit that's amazing. That's LeBron James. The man is phenomenal. He has the leg up. hes They don't make LeBron James's in, Michael Jordans in, Kobe Bryant's, and Simone Biles every day, Serena Williams every day. These people are amazing. But that doesn't mean other people that you never heard of didn't train. Doesn't mean they didn't try. Doesn't mean they didn't practice. Doesn't mean they didn't dream. It doesn't mean they didn't work. And let's put a final point on this, man. Black people work their asses off. I don't like you shitting on black people. Like black people just need to work on. Black women are more entrepreneurial than white men. Black women start more businesses than white guys. They're just underfinanced. Why are they underfinanced, Pat? They can't get fucking loans. Why can't they get loans, Pat? They black, Pat. I know you don't care, Pat. If you wanna say, kumbaya, and everybody just try harder, everybody just do more. See, my job is to break the system down. Dismantle this shit system. Expose it for what it is. What I don't like and what's contrary to that, what works against me, are people like you telling telling impressionable young people, hey man, it ain't you, it's the, it, it, it ain't the system, it's you. The system's fine, look at my ass. Yeah, what have you done, Pat? Back to my other point. What the fuck have you done? I bet if I went through your system or went through your history, I find that you fucked a lot of people over, particularly black people. You probably underpaid them, robbed them of their intellectual property, or some other cornball shit. Because in America, to succeed, to get rich like you, Pat, you got to fuck some people over. You probably charge people more than you should charge them, or your fucking properties, or some other shady business deal. Don't make me make you a project because I can. I got time because I'm successful. I have my own business. I have time that I could devote to looking into your background, to find out if what I'm saying is true. I'm just hypothesizing. I'm not slandering you. I don't know if that's the case. What I'm saying is, I know but I know for a fact, in order for people to succeed to the level that you have succeeded, it will require fucking over of black people and of poor people. I could be more successful if I fucked up, fucked over black people. Right now. You don't think I would be more successful if I was a Trumper? Or a Biden supporter? I'd be more successful. And that's another thing. You assume just because I thought you were full of shit that I was some socialist. I'm not a socialist, man. I believe people should be able to earn a living and however you choose to do that. That's up to you. Hey, I'm not a person that thinks you... It's all, everyone's wrong to have a business. I have a business. That's stupid. That would be hypocritical. But what I don't, what I don't appreciate is people lying to the general public and then having the audacity to throw black people under the bus to make a shitty point. Discrimination is a real thing in America, whether you're black or white, whether you're black or Iranian or Middle Eastern or woman or gay. I understand that. But for us, it wasn't just random discrimination. It was institutional. It was the rule. Segregation was a rule. Those kids getting spit on going to school? That wasn't a one-off, Pat. My mom sitting at the back of the bus? That wasn't a one-off, Pat. Those dogs being sicked on my dad? Wasn't a one-off. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rosewood, Florida, Charleston, South Carolina. These were not one-off experiences. Hundreds, hundreds of incidents. Deliberate actions. In most cases, no one did a day in jail. Now maybe you can come up with the same correlation for Iranians or Middle Easterns. Uh, prove it in America. I want to see the data, Johnson. Show me the data of how much struggle it was. Are oh, you going to tell me your dad worked at the dollar store? Was your dad had had hired my son to work at his dollar store? Huh? Huh? What do you think like you? Black people got a bad mentality. wonder where that came from, Pat. So look, man, my invitation's open. Come get your ass handed to you. Come on to Tim Black show and talk your shit. Hey, man, I'm not politically correct. I say how I feel. What you will have is an honest conversation. I will present numbers. You will present anecdotal evidence based on you doing well. (laughs) And don't come on thinking you're going to argue Marxism. Man, I don't know all that shit, but I know blackism. Yeah, I know being black in America. And I know the 2% rule. And I know that we are 14% of the population, only 2% of the wealth. And that shit didn't happen because a bunch of people woke up one day and said, hey man, trying's too hard. I wear the night for 400 years. We built this country without our permission for free. Remember that, bitch, as you enjoy it. And I mean in the nicest way possible. I won't call you a bitch if you come on the show, but if you bitch out, then I'm going to call you a bitch. All right? All right, Johnson. My invitation stands. I don't expect you to take it up. I don't expect you to be a man about your shit. I expect you to talk shit, throw rocks, hide your hand, act like you didn't bring up, black people got a mentality. Who the fuck are you, dude? You know what you got a mentality too? A racist white man's mentality. Remember what I said about fucking over black people? You really on your way, Johnson? Good job. I'm gonna put this video out. We'll see how it does. Consider it your reparations, motherfucker. All right, guys. I'm Real Tim Black. Tomorrow, my guest will be Senator Nita Turner on this show right here. We do it big. We do it live. Uh, what else? Uh, check your if you're a member of the Tim Black Wolfpack. Come on on Patreon. I'm going to update you about the Lulise Bias interview. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> uh, my pre-release to my Patreon members and my YouTube Wolfpack members. That's what's up. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got. I got but love for you as well. Don't forget to pause with Tim Black and don't forget cut the check. All right, guys, real Tim Black, Facebook and Twitter, Tim Black at night, Instagram. Thank you to all those people that support the show. We can't do this without you. Lord knows we can't. Cause we ain't lucky like Pat, Bet David. We don't work hard. Yeah, we don't work hard, we don't want it. We got victim mentality.